Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Soul Serum Podcast. I am your I don't want to talk unless I get commission host Clay Bonin. <laughs> I'm joined by my life plants the seed. Now we're gonna let it grow. Co-host Tanner Mavis. And we are back on the Soul Serum Podcast. It is a interview episode again. It is actually episode number 30. Oh, damn. Who would have thunk it? Um, Before we introduce our guests, I want to remind everybody, follow us on Instagram, follow us on Twitter, subscribe to us on YouTube, main page, Soul Serum TV page, follow us on TikTok, join the Discord run it up on patreon we do podcasts every month behind the scenes videos merch deals if you really fuck with us and you're a soul serum soldier join the patreon pay five dollars a month that's as much as a coffee you just take one of your coffees that you get and and put it towards us um and that's really that's really all i have to say i want to keep that short because today on the show we have a wonderful guest he has been Rocking in the Cincinnati music scene since his big hit in 2018 with Woe. You can listen to his most recent single, Candy Heart, anywhere you get your music. He's a great vocalist, and in my books, he's probably got to be one of the best dressers in the area. Today on the show, we have our friend Leo Pastel. Can we get a, can we get an applause from the, from the studio audience here? Yeah. How you doing today, Leo? I'm good. How are you? Yeah. I'm happy to be here. It is a beautiful day outside. Yep, Can't yep. complain. Um, before we get into anything music related, because in most of the interviews that that you do, like we they we always talk about the uh, like your family's musical background and whatnot, and that that's all great. But yeah. I am curious, what was life like growing up for you? Were you yeah. have you been born? Were you born and raised in Cincinnati? You've been yeah. here the whole time. Yeah, um, lived in the same house like my whole life. Um, my, yeah, and Westchester actually. Okay, um, we were like literally the only black family like when I was when I was born there. <laughs> but like it, it's a little more diverse now. Yeah. Um, I was like a church kid, so like that's literally mm-hmm. my whole life was just going to church and like going to school like went to an episcopal school like oh wow yeah so is that definitely. did you go to an episcopal church as well oh no no uh we, it was like a it was like a just mixed like non-denominational okay. church okay. yeah i went to uh episcopal christian church camp as a kid wow. actually which nice. which basically all i remember is that like episcopals are, are basically like the cool christians they're yeah. kind of like the oh you know <laughs> you don't really care if you're gay like oh, oh my God. we're cool wow. yeah um do was so you were mainly you said you were a church kid so kind yeah. of your life and your family's life revolved around that a lot yeah um pretty much like my like uh, it was like a very Christian household. Like mm-hmm. we listened to a lot of gospel music, that kind yeah. of stuff. Well, that's actually a a, a great segue because um, I kind of wanted to talk to you about that, and I think it's it's evident in a lot of your music and your vocal stylings um, that you grew up in the church and singing yeah. in the church. So, talk a little bit about the the influence of the church and how that has like affected your your musical yeah. style. Um, like I always say that like the best musicians in the world, like just come from the church. Like, I, I don't know. I just believe that. Like, if you look at like old soul, like just Anita Baker, like just all that, mm-hmm. that's like the church. So, um, it's, it's really like, in, like just all the churches I went to, like vocals were like a big thing, like yeah. the choirs and just like singing. So like, I just always grew up around it. Like everyone in my family sings, like, I don't know. It's just, it's just kind of like my core, I guess. 
Would you? Would your entire family be like? in like the pit at the church like doing <laughs> all doing music at the same time uh, or like well, it was it was weird like my mom and dad were like both singers and then kind of there's me and three other siblings mm-hmm. so like the two older siblings they were like these are like the like the superstars obviously like they were like the first ones to come yeah and yeah. me and my little brother were just like we were the babies like we would just run around and like be bad in the church <laughs> yeah but like i, I kind of grew into it as i got older okay yeah. did, it, did it, does anybody in your family play any instruments or are you all like vocalists well my, um, my older brother older sister they both play guitar and like yeah. me and my younger brother were more like Inter- like internet savvy like production type mm-hmm. stuff but yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah the younger generation yeah <laughs> um you actually brought up something that i i actually uh, you're doing great as far as segueing in between questions <laughs> here because you said that like a lot of the best music comes from the church and something yeah. that we see time and time again is that so many specifically black musical artists get their start in the church whether it be instrumental whether yeah. it be singing yeah. um so can you talk to me a little bit about the influence of church not only just in black music but mm-hmm. black culture at large because it's immensely important right? yeah i think um like i don't know how how deep want to go but like if you no, go like go the, deep if you go to like the civil rights era it was kind of like the church was like the center of like black culture and mm-hmm. then that like out of that came a lot of music like spirituals that it, kind of it was stuff. kind of like a safe space for yeah. uh, for black people at that yeah. time it was yeah. kind of where everyone congregated and then mm-hmm. um i think nowadays i feel like people are kind of going away from it more like i think it's, it's becoming like less like people are the influence is still there but people aren't really like like christians and like people are leaving mm-hmm. it the church and stuff but um yeah i think the influence is still there like if you look at kanye if you look at like what justin bieber is doing um yeah i think there's a lot of influence still that is true. Justin Bieber has really been on his church like yeah. Christian vibe in mm-hmm. the in the last couple of months. Um, do you still go to church? Um, I well, since COVID, I kind of stopped. So mm, like, yeah, you can't mm, go. Yeah, true. But, I didn't uh, think about that. Yeah, damn, that's honestly something I haven't gone to church in a long yeah. time. Um, I grew up Catholic. I was okay. I went to I went to church every Sunday until I was eighteen. Wow, until I was out of the house. I went to Catholic middle school. Wow, high school. Has COVID cool. really like hurt the church a lot? Yeah, I mean, my, my grandpa's a deacon, and like they oh, and right. they and they had like at first it was just like they were doing like zir- like zir- Zoom uh, oh, like yeah. masses and shit, mm-hmm. and then they've they let people come in. It was like twenty five percent capacity. And you had to like yeah distance, social distance social in the pews That's and shit. Sad. I was the first time I went to church was in a while was I went for Easter and like yeah. it was the same thing like every other pew it was, it was empty yeah. wow. it was weird yeah I bet Florida churches though are don't lit right fuck. now though. I bet <laughs> they are fuck. lit they got everybody oh yeah. those Florida. Miami churches are going up <laughs> wow I feel like churches in Miami are not getting used as much as they should there's a lot of sinning going on yeah. in Miami yeah. then you go to true, you go true, to like true. you go to like Tampa to go yeah, to church just like the middle of Florida oh somewhere <laughs> oh god that's funny um And, uh, you know, dude, you're really doing a really great job of transitioning because I also (laughs) want to ask, you brought up Kanye, Mm -hmm. and um, did your involvement with the church lead you to sing in the Sunday service choir in Dayton? That's like... Okay, well, I want to set the scene for everybody. I'm going to play a video over over our video right now of you dapping up Kanye, (laughs) which is like... Honestly, shout out Noah Canali. Yeah. He's oh, yeah. he showed me the video and I was like, That's iconic, This is so bro. fucking fire. What yeah. the hell? <laughs> yeah. Um so how did that all 
come about? Tell yeah. me about it. Um, that was like the best day of my life. But um, anyways, it, was it? Is it summer of 2019? Yeah, is that, was, that when he's doing? Yeah, the that was 2019. Okay. It was um, gotcha. It was at the Dave Chappelle like his little series he does. Oh, yeah, God, and yeah. it's Dave Chappelle. That's that so crazy. Fire. But um, yeah. So pretty much like. Um, my family's kind of like we're in like the gospel scene in like Cincinnati and like mm-hmm. I guess Dayton is connected to it. But um, Kanye was coming to the Dave Chappelle event and they like just were reaching out to like local churches and like yeah we need like singers locally to like kind of like help with the choir. So um, my sister like reached out to this dude we knew and then like he kind of just hooked all me and my siblings up and then we got to sing. We like went to a few rehearsals with the choir. Met a bunch of people and then like we just sang on the day of like in Dayton. Yeah. yeah, that is that so was crazy. Cool. So did you have like all your siblings there with? Oh you yeah, it in was the choir. Yeah, as well? me and my other three siblings, we were all singing. That's amazing. That's, yeah. So that's such like a beautiful moment like oh, for yeah. your family. Like, my, parents, my parents went up to Dayton like watched it. Like all my like best friends were there. That was like that was crazy. How, was it empowering? I gotta imagine. Yeah. Like because because as somebody who has not consumed that much gospel music, I, I like. I see the influence of gospel music yeah, and a yeah. lot of stuff that I like, but like, I know who Kirk Franklin is <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and that's really all I know yeah, on the gospel yeah, yeah. side for real. So like, I got to imagine that that was insanely empowering to be yeah. there with your siblings in, in this very like kind of holy event yeah. that's happening, especially yeah. with Kanye West too, yeah. who like gospel or not is yeah. just an incredible musician too. That's, that's it was, amazing. Man. It was pretty wild. And like, literally like Kim was there, like North was there. Like, wow. but like, it was weird. Like no one was like paying attention. It was just, we were just all like there for like the music. I don't know. That's so they cool. like literally just walked through the crowd to the middle. Like no one was tripping. It was wow. kind of Dave Chappelle walked in at one point. Like, yeah, it was, but that's it was dope. like, a, it was a that's, really cool moment. That's beautiful. You know, and like, in Dayton, I see how people may not have been tripping over, yeah. like, for some reason that, like, makes sense to me that, like, in Dayton, people, like, wouldn't be going crazy over that. But, yeah. like, if he did Sunday service in, like, I don't know, a bigger, like, Chicago yeah. or New York or L.A. or something, yeah. like, it's probably going to be a lot more intense, yeah. I would imagine, with security. It was, I mean, it was, there was, like, a, it was definitely a big crowd, but, like, I don't know, like, if Kim Kardashian walks around somewhere, you expect everyone to be, like, trying to rush her. Yeah. But, like, yeah. I don't know, it was pretty, like... I don't know. Like people were, no one was acting psycho. Yeah, everyone was very respectful. That's good. That's good. It would be it would be a bummer to be the guy who fucks up Sunday service. (laughs) Yeah, bro. That's what I was just thinking. I'm just like, I'm just like, it makes sense. It's just like it had like the 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 energy and like the spirit of like what's going on. It's just like if you were that guy, yeah, like you would be scum of the earth to like fuck that shit up. God's looking down like, yeah. (laughs) Why'd you have to do that, bro? Oh my god. Uh, Do you have any like good Kanye interaction or observation stories from that? Did hmm. you see him like do anything funny or was he He was he was really normal? quiet most of the time. Well, one thing I don't know like I don't know if this is funny, but like he kind of really like will like stand back the whole rehearsal and then like he'll just come whisper in like Ray Romulus was like the keyboardist. He'll just like say da 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 and then they'll just like change a bunch of things and then like yeah, but like he's he's very hands off. Kind of lets he's the sit, he's just sitting back observing. Yeah, like this, literally just watching. Everybody. Literally, like the whole Echo rehearsal. The key, keyboard, like dude, nah, yeah, nah, 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 bro, do this. <laughs> oh yeah, but like so, some of the samples he was playing in the rehearsal, oh, it was like, man. what is like? He was playing some crazy shit that we never even performed. Like we didn't even rehearse to it, but like he was just like messing around at one point, and it's like, 
okay, this is like Kanye West. Like you forget yeah. sometimes, but like, yeah. That's you know that's so I, I'm glad you said it because I think we've talked about this a little bit on the show before. Like a lot of times we we forget about. And I do this, like, with Kanye and even with people like Travis Scott. Like, there's so much extra stuff that goes into what we know them as. Yeah. But then when you, like, get back to the music, like, Kanye just, like, playing samples while you all are rehearsing. And you're like, oh, that's right. This dude's (laughs) actually a musical genius. Like, fuck all the MAGA stuff. Fuck him going crazy on Twitter. Like, dude is still... Yeah, one of the greatest artists of our generation. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. I, I'd love to hear that. I love to yeah. hear that. Um, moving on into some of your music, will you talk to me a little bit about the Hardcore Kids? Because oh. I think I think that entire EP is dope, dude. It's Man. it's there's it's so groovy. It's lighthearted. It, it's yeah. it's hard to not smile listening to it. <laughs> um, how did you get involved with all of those guys? Yeah, so that was like. That was like a super organic thing. Um, so my friend Munch, he's in the group. Mm-hmm. Um, I kind of just like went up to Detroit. I think that's I think that was 2019. Also, yeah. I kind of just went up to Detroit one weekend and was like, "Hey, Munch, like I'm trying to come to Detroit." And he's just like, "Yeah, crash with me." So um, crashed with him, and then Charlie, who was like, he's like also in Harker Kids. Yeah, he was touring through Detroit. So Munch like invited him over, and then Charlie came with like Stoop and Austin, and then his manager, our manager Benji. And then uh, Jacob, he also just lives in Detroit. And yeah. I guess, I think he just like called Munch and Munch was like, yeah, pull up. Like we, we ganging up here. So we kind of were just like hanging out for a while. And then like at one point, uh, I think Charlie was like, uh, like we're all musicians, like let's just make something. So we just like started just making music. And then it was like, oh yeah, this is kind of crazy. And then like we, I think, I can't remember who said it, but we were like, let's just be a band. And then we were like, all right, but so. That's yeah. so cool because you can tell listening to the EP that there's like some genuine chemistry yeah. like on um I don't want to talk like all these kind of oh, like yeah. background vocals where like yeah. it's kind of like people talking and yeah. then you go back into the music and it's people talking like it feel it feels organic mm-hmm. listening to it so it was really that's so funny like you just get six musicians in a room and it's yeah. like Okay, I guess we're gonna make some music now. Yeah, <laughs> like, literally. So that's, did you? That's some Midwest shit. Oh, did yeah. you do <laughs> that like entire EP when you were up there that weekend? Or um, nah, we did. I think we did the uh, first, or not the first on the EP, but our first two tracks that we put out. Um, mm. Electro Groove. Actually, no, Electro Groove didn't come out to the EP. But pretty much, we did two songs then. Yeah. And then we had like another session, like that winter okay and then yeah well that was kind of my question were you going up to detroit or were you sending like files back to back so i I actually did go up to detroit like i was going up like every other month for a while and then um there was one i think like during covid they had a session Mm -hmm. and like i got sick just randomly like that week so i was like y'all i don't know if i can make it so i just sent in vocals for um i can't remember what what song it was i got i have the ep pulled up if you if you I think if you need a reminder here. Um oh yeah, it was Are You Coming Over? Oh okay. Yeah, I just yeah, I yeah. wrote that in the studio with Mawasi actually. Shout out Mawasi as yeah. well. Uh no, yeah, I I think this EP dude like I like I I remember you posting the like the video for Are You Coming Over and I listened to it and then yeah. went back and listened to the EP and was just kind of blown away like wow. I didn't really know what I was getting myself into but I, yeah. like like I said it's it's a groovy project like and I appreciate it. I feel like I don't hear a lot of 
And maybe I'm not looking for it. Maybe it's me, <laughs> but I feel like I'm not, I don't hear a lot of kind of like funky kind of lighthearted stuff coming yeah. out right now. Is, is there a lot of that stuff out there? Am I just missing stuff? Um, to be honest, there is like, there's, okay. there's a lot of people doing like, I don't know. Devin Morrison is someone I always like reference. And then, mm. uh, like Joyce Rice, um, there's a lot of people doing like the kind of looking back '90s style, yeah. like funky stuff. Yeah, yeah. Okay. How did you guys come up with the name? Hardcore Kids. Um, I think it was Austin. Uh, we have like there's like a snippet in the album somewhere where someone's like, "It's a hard fucking car." Like it's a hard car. I don't even remember, <laughs> but like it was. Uh, yeah, I think it was like a playoff of like Carhartt because like that's kind of. Uh. That's like a right. Detroit brand. Yeah. And then, oh, um, shit. Gotta have the car. Yeah. I didn't Detroit. know. It's cold oh, yeah. out there. Bro. I didn't know there was Detroit brand. Everybody in Detroit has like a Carhartt. Like everyone. And then uh, it's also like Motor City. So like it's kind of like the car thing. I don't mm -hmm. know. It was just, it was like a cool way to say it. Yeah. Yo, bro, you gotta have a Carhartt in Detroit, bro. Oh, it's yeah. cold. It's so cold in the it's D. so cold in the D. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my How God. the fuck are we supposed to keep Peace. these? God yeah. damn. I have not. Wow. That has not entered my brain yeah. in a long time. I love that. Um, as a side note, I saw the other day for the first time, like, a non-black or brown Carhartt. This dude that I work with, wow. Austin, was wearing, like, a, like, kind of, like, fuchsia-colored Carhartt. And I think it's like a woman's jacket, which yeah. is like, you know, whatever. But I was just like, I was like, where the fuck did you get a fuchsia Carhartt at, bro? bro? You've never seen the light pink Carhartts that the girls be wearing? I've been, no. Bro, I went no. to Walton Verona, bro. bro. The girls were wearing the pink Carhartt jackets. <laughs> I've been looking for a pink Carhartt for like two years, and I can't find it anywhere. So if anybody finds one, they let were, me know. They, they were wearing them, bro. It's wow. like a light pink. Bro, I got it. And girls wear like the light pink, like cowboy boots with it. The light oh. pink. Oh, hey, yeah. Come go. on in. Come on in. Thank let's you. go. Thank you, man. Benjamin Hafer with the <laughs> coffee you. delivery. Thank you. Um, yeah, I don't know where to. Yeah, okay, I'll, I'll take that one. Gracias. Let's see, which one is this? <laughs> Thank actually, you, Ben. I appreciate it. Actually, uh, this might be yours. Bro. This, okay. I think I got a small I get a one. Yeah. Oh, shit. Okay. <laughs> that one had my name on it, so I was like, me. <laughs> um, I don't know. This, yeah, this probably looks like mine. All right. Uh, <laughs> Wait, we're gonna find out. <laughs> what did you get? Who's? What did you get? Uh, I think I just got an iced coffee with oat milk. If I remember, this one was. This like definitely oh, has right. oat milk in it. I can see okay. the little, little things floating around in here. <laughs> Our first ever Ben Hafer appearance on the podcast, and he delivers us. Is that coffee. yours? I think so. You think so? Okay. I got an iced coffee with oat milk also, but I added vanilla. Right. Did you? I don't taste what does that vanilla. taste like? That's not yours. That does, that looks like it's not I mine. I think face. I think there's okay. vanilla in that. Okay, okay. We'll switch straws. Yeah, sure. We're both. If one of us has COVID. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. That's, that's my mine. coffee. That's my coffee right there. Okay, tight, tight. Damn, um, we're back, dude! Shout out! That's really funny. I didn't wow. know. I I kind of forgot that that you had ordered coffee I, before this. I forgot too, and then I looked down like, oh, it's here. <laughs> I low key, I low key thought uh, for everybody who's watching, if anybody who's listening on audio, uh, Ben Hafer just walked in the room and gave us our coffee. That's just that is so fucking funny. Yep. Um, he's the podcast and you, uh, servant. Yeah, he's the, <laughs> he's, the, he's he's the overseer of this room. Um, well, anywho, 
Well, oh, oh, weird. So we were talking about cards and pink car hearts and whatnot. We'll take a break from the music questions. Let's Boy. talk a little bit about uh, clothing, because as I said in the intro, I feel like you're a very well dressed person. Um, what? 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 Uh, uh, makes you want to, <laughs> what makes you want to like get up and be fresh because yeah. we, we were talking a little bit before the episode you know some people in like no diss to anybody but like yeah. some people just don't really care like what yeah. they put on before they leave but then some people like you know it's it's imperative like you yeah. could not leave the house without <laughs> like a good fit yeah, on yeah, you yeah. know what i mean like where does that come from for you i don't i honestly don't know like i feel like I know when it started, it was like eighth eighth grade. Loki, I'm like realizing right now. It's probably because I was like getting made fun of like in middle school. Oh, damn. And then like as soon as like after seventh grade year, I was like, I'm about to drip on these. Like I'm about to like, <laughs> when I come to school. So I like put together a nice little outfit. And then like literally it like worked. Like people were like treating me like I was cool and stuff. And wow. I was like, so ever since then, I guess I've just been dressing up. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> That's kind of fire yeah. though. Like. <laughs> I never like I literally he that's the first time I thought grade that. said I'm about to come back fresh <laughs> I'm about to come back literally <laughs> that's dope well I I mean the other thing the reason why I always like like I like talking to people who dress nice because it is an extension of you it is another way to express yourself you know mm-hmm. you have music in what you express yeah. yourself in but also you have clothes that you express yourself in mm-hmm. and and it's just you know it's a way to almost tell somebody about yourself before they even talk to you. Oh, you know what I mean? And to like just connect with other people. Yeah, oh, yeah. totally. You know? Like totally. if I, like if I notice what what you're wearing, like and I don't yeah. know who you are. Oh yeah, like I said, it's like oh, people. I'm gonna come fuck with you. Like, <laughs> yeah, I'm yeah not, Like we're, we're probably on the same shit. Yeah, you know. I I I was thinking about this yesterday. I feel like the people, the friendships that I have. I don't know why, but it's just like something I noticed. Like the closest, the ones I've kept longest. Like we either connect on fashion. Or we connect on music. Like, those are the people who I'm, like, like that when I look around, like, those people I'm rocking with, like, yeah. super long. Those are two very, like, passion-filled yeah. things. You yeah, know what true. I mean? So, so anybody who is, like, committed to those ideas, you know, I feel like you, you get a sense of, of who they are as a person. That's yeah. kind of funny. Um, excuse me. Who are, uh, do you have any, like, favorite particular brands? I mean, I know that you're very much a vintage clothes oh, shopper yeah. and wearer of, of yeah. sorts do you have any like brands that you really are are attracted to or is it just yeah. whatever looks good um i well i'm really yeah I'm, I'm mostly just whatever looks good i think for pants i like just love levi's yeah. like these are actually like some 70s levi's like work pants Ooh. or something like they look are they are they like kind of heavy duty or they... um well they're like they're pretty like because they look kind of like slacks a little yeah they are bit, well like they're slacks pants. okay yeah but they're like they're called action slacks they're like they're like for like workers who are like moving around I don't know <laughs> action slacks. yeah but like I, I literally suicide rascal is who put me onto these like he's shout, like shout out rascal another out great rascal. dresser by the way another like, great dresser. yeah he I can't even lie he influences a lot of like what I'm looking for in the vintage like in like vintage yeah. clothing but uh that, yeah. man, that man's got some crazy pants, bro. I tell oh, you, yeah. like, I sometimes I see outfits that he posts, which, Rascal, if you're listening, shout out to you. Yeah. But sometimes I see outfits that he posts, and I'm like, damn, I wish <laughs> I could fit in that fucking jacket. Like, I know oh I know God. he can fit in it because he's, like he's like a skinny, like a yeah. thin dude. I'm just kind of, like, bigger. And, like, I'm just like, damn, I wish I could wear those yeah. bell bottoms. That's no, fire. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, all right, let's take it back to music here. We had to get on the, 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 the coffee really um, <laughs> derailed us up. a little bit. Um, 
So other than your work with Hardcore Kids that came out this year, you've only dropped one song, uh, Candy Heart with Muwasi. Muwasi? Muwasi? Yeah. However. Um, however, yeah, yeah, however she, she wants us to pronounce it. Um, but one of my sources told me that you have a huge vault of songs. <laughs> um, is there any reason in particular that you haven't been dropping music? Yeah. Or are you just very meticulous? Like, what's your process? It's like, a, it's literally a combination of things. Like, I'm super perfectionist. Like, I don't like to drop something unless it, like, sounds, like, exactly how I want it to sound. Mm-hmm. And on top of that, like, I don't, like, I don't current. well, I do now. But, like, I didn't have, like, a go-to engineer for like mm-hmm. a really long time. Um, so like I just like a lot of my stuff was just unmixed. And then um, I don't know, just like mental health stuff. Like sometimes you just start something and you don't like I just get tired of stuff really easy. So like I'll just work on something and then like put it away. Like I have so many like half songs that are like mm-hmm. like cold, like and I just need to go back and sit down and finish them. But yeah. 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 I feel like I'm like right now though, I'm like wrapping up a lot of things so okay yeah. that's good okay. that's Definitely. really good to hear is that mm-hmm. i mean like are you wanting to drop this year yeah. oh, oh yeah like, okay okay i'm i'm like i don't i'm i'm gonna just announce it i'm like working on an ep right now that i'm dropping okay. in the summer so. okay Fire. and it's like cool. it's with a guy who's like producing it and engineering it so like i know it'll okay. like front to back like get finished it's all yeah in it's house. all in one so oh, that's it's like it's awesome. definitely gonna come out damn what do you what kind of sounds are you gonna be so with um it's, it's actually it's, it's like a turn but it's it's kind of like indie pop kind of like okay like kind of the spotify like stuff but it's like my own take on it like yeah. it's still soulful it still has like my energy in it trying yeah. to get playlisted oh i mean it's it's just what happened but hopefully we'll wow. see i mean <laughs> i'm just playing that's i mean but that music's hella fun though yeah like, no like even though I, th- I feel like indie pop is kind of having a moment in the last like yeah. year, year or so oh definitely yeah. like definitely i don't know i think it's being more like accepted by mainstream and mm-hmm. even like the people that are like on top of like the hip-hop shit it's not even hip-hop anymore it's yeah. pop music but yeah, like right. 24k golden is a oh, pop yeah. artist bro totally yeah. but totally. it's but it has like a hip-hop feel he has the hip-hop yeah look yep you know even, but it's it's pop i never thought about that That's you know what like, i mean like it, and he's huge and like who else like even somebody, Ian Dior, yeah, like yeah. the people like not, not Lil, to say Lil that you make TJ? music like that. Nah, Lil TJ's kind of pop. Lil is on the yeah. kind of Lil pop Mosey, side as well. like those types of artists. Yeah, like those are. Yeah. It's not even hip hop, bro. Yeah. It's like pop music. And- I do find that to be kind of an interesting like cross point that we're at in hip hop yeah. is yeah. because because the indie pop in and almost and also kind of like the anti pop stuff too is starting to make all this rumbling yeah, yeah. and it's only going to make sense that it bleeds over into hip hop since yeah. so many barriers yeah. are being broken down and then just in, in the, right in the right underground now, like, obviously like hyper pop is the talk oh, yeah. of everything right now right, like, right. Like that is like like is the the cutting edge of what pop music's going to sound for the next 5 years yeah and like you know, Overcast, shout out to Overcast. All those yeah. guys have been putting on a lot of like the indie pop artists and the hyper pop artists. Like, definitely. I don't know. Like, yeah. if you're going for that in an EP, like, seems like it's perfect timing. And like, yeah. if, if you market yourself in the right way, you never yeah. know what can happen. True. Well, and you've already had some success with streaming as well. Mm-hmm. I mean, 
All the, the uh, like the Anthony Fantano bump for Woe, oh, I'm sure it was did. very nice. But you know what's funny? Bro, it's like, kinda, he kind of ripped bro, it. You're, like, you're he, did, he did, bro. I went back and yeah. watched the video because like I just somehow found yeah. out that like he had like reviewed it or whatever. And I went back and listened to it. And he's basically it like, he's like, nice. yeah, this shit's uh, okay. Yeah. Um, if you, he's like, if you like you know slow stuff, you can listen to it. And I was he like, did not miss words on it. I was like, damn, this yeah. kind yeah. of. Fantano has shown love to like yeah. you and like Suicide Rascal, yeah, Rascal. and did he really? Couple mm-hmm. couple other people. That's yeah, like it, in free at one point. I actually yeah. could see how he would like Suicide Rascal because because Rascal makes off kilter shit. You know, mm-hmm. he takes like a really weird production yeah. and puts his like kind of funny delivery. Mm-hmm. I don't want to say funny. That's not the right word, but his his unique delivery yeah. on it and i can I, see it is funny honestly like some, hum, sometimes it a, is funny i mean it. bro what's the one name of the tape i, I fucked two bitches oh for, for God, 60 dollars in yeah. parentheses they paid me like <laughs> that's pretty fucking funny man yeah. <laughs> like um but no so I, I mean you've had success with streaming so are you looking to like do you have high expectations for the reception of the EP that you want to drop too. Um, I kind of are just, you are you just gonna put it out there and just I, yeah, put your hands. I kind of just put my stuff out. Like I, I really like I used to promote it a lot heavier, which mm-hmm. I haven't been doing lately. I don't know. I think it's because I'm like focusing on like the songwriting game now. Yeah, but um, yeah. I, for this EP though, I'm like this has. I feel like I want I wanted to do something. So like I'm definitely gonna send it around to blogs and like people. But like yeah, yeah I don't like really trip about what the numbers do. Fair. That's good. Yeah. Fair enough. Are you trying to get into like your songwriting bag and like yeah. like is that like a goal of yours to like oh, yeah. s- like write for somebody big or help on like a big yeah project? I, I think my main I really want to like break an artist. Like I want to just like mm-hmm. lock in with somebody who's like who I believe in and just kind of like do like a project and just see what happens. But yeah, I'm like obviously I, I want placements. That'd like, be fire, yeah. bro. Like there's so many people that are involved in the music industry that were once like you know really like promising artists of their own yeah. that didn't necessarily want that and they wanted mm-hmm. to just help other artists and like write songs for them basically be an A&R for them yeah. and like help them with their shit and like break yeah. artists like I've seen I've seen like managers that like are still like involved hands on like with the music because they were once artists themselves mm-hmm. still artists themselves yeah it's, it's interesting too I want to keep on the songwriting subject here because that's not something we see a lot or at least that's not something that is talked about a lot in kind of the hip hop and R and B. It's a little bit more, but but in the hip hop space, because in country music, like there are people who move to Nashville just to be songwriters. Yeah. They just lock in with with a, for lack of a better term, with like a Taylor Swift kind of character who is going to be this very easily marketable, great voice, you know, kind of artist. But then there's people who are in the studio literally writing the songs for her, which and that's no diss against Taylor Swift. People have been mm-hmm. writing songs for other yeah. people for yeah. fucking decades, okay? But it it's something that I think we don't see a lot nowadays in this kind of new internet age of music. Mm-hmm. So that's so that is something that you want to do though, is just yeah. you know, be the guy in the studio just writing and, and trying to like kind of help uh, edge these these artists along in their songs. Yeah, definitely. And I, I think there's a misconception. Like y'all probably know how it works in the industry, but a lot of people think like 
the songwriters are like all ghostwriters and like they're secretly just writing all the lyrics. Yeah. It's, it's like a very collaborative process. Yeah. Like you're working with artists and like just helping them say what they want to say. So mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. how I see it. Okay, I have a question. That, uh, yeah. So like I personally don't really know all that much about like the songwriting space. Yeah. I, like I genuinely know what it is and yeah. how it works. Yeah. Um, for like our listeners that are listening and maybe other artists that are listening or producers or whatever, mm-hmm. like what are like actual like tactical steps you can take to yeah. become a songwriter yeah onto you know a bigger project or with a bigger artist yeah. album or just maybe like a local artist like yeah. that's probably easier obviously but like I, you always hear about like songwriting camps you yeah. hear about like mm-hmm. these t- these different like spaces that get thrown around what yeah. you can like submerge yourself into like maybe make connections but like Mm-hmm. I don't know if you've had any success for it with yeah. it, but like, what are, in your in your opinion, like what you've seen, like what's like some actual steps you can yeah. take to like become a songwriter? Yeah, so like I'm still I'm still looking for my first like major placement. I have like I have demos to people, but like we just don't know what's gonna come out. But um, so like I I did a songwriting camp like uh like two years ago with like Def Jam. Um, I don't think camps are really. I don't think. It's like what everyone expects it to be. Mm-hmm. It's kind of just like a, a like the labels just want to want to bring a bunch of people in, but like I think when you force it like that, it's it doesn't really work. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I think the best way to do it is just like make connects, like put out. I think the best way is to put out your own music and then like let people find you that way. Mm-hmm. Or like put out your stuff and like send it around, and then like when people find you as an artist, be like, yeah, I'm an artist, but I also like I write too. Like this, that's what I do. So yeah, I think that's a good way to do I it. I think like for. At least for me, like the, mo- the the first like songwriter that comes to my attention, just from my personal music taste and just what I'd be listening to, there's this artist named Johnny Yukon. I don't mm-hmm. know if y'all are hip to him or not, but like he makes fire, like really fire music of his own. It's like more poppy, hip hop type of shit. Um, and he produces a lot of his own shit. It kind of, honestly, it kind of reminds me of like Pango, of like what Word. he like type mm-hmm. of music that he makes and like a level that that Pango could get to. Mm-hmm. But he songwrites a lot for um, Internet Money's uh, artists, Word. and he wrote on the Lemonade song, like the the hit with like Don Tolliver yeah. and Gunna. Yeah, and he is like he's just like chilling. Like he mm-hmm. I don't he doesn't release much. Yeah, but like I'm personally waiting waiting for him to release something and like soul serum like i would love to shoot a video with him but like it seems like he is just like ch- big chilling and just mm-hmm. writing these like big hits it's just yeah. like it's like he's such like a low-key artist it's like how it, I, I it's hard for me to like like think like how did he make that connection yeah. to, with like internet money and he's writing yeah. these big hits but mm-hmm. he's just yeah. like chilling it's kind of like corbett in a way yeah. as a producer it's like yeah. It's kind of bizarre how he made these connections with like Hitboy and everything, but he's just chilling in Florence, Kentucky, with yeah. his like with his three kids and his family, and, he, and he just he's on a song with like Don Tolliver. It kind yeah. of just like blows my mind, but yeah. like, I th- I, and also I think um, making connections with like the people in your city who you know are like doing that kind of stuff. Like really, most of my like industry looks are like from like Corbett or like from like other people that I know who are like kind of more established in the industry. And yeah. So. Yeah. Shout out to Corbett, man. Yeah. That's, I mean, we were talking a little bit before the podcast. It still like blows my mind when you were like, yeah, there's this dude who's a Grammy nominated, now Grammy winning <laughs> producer. Yeah. 
and he's from Florence. I was yeah. like, fucking Florence? Like, what do you mean, Florence? Yeah, bro, I told Florence. you. What do you mean? Yeah. And I, was, I was low key flattered because he had a lot of say about like Soul Serum and like what I we're know, doing. And like, I, I didn't know he was paying attention as much as oh, yeah. like, he had so much to say about everything that, the, that we're doing. Yeah. He like wants to like work on like projects and shit in the future. Hey. So, hey, shout Soul, out to Corbett. Soul Serum Podcast has had a Grammy Award winner <laughs> on, on the show. Yeah, so, fire. <laughs> price went up. Price went up. No cap. Hey. <laughs> I have one last question as far as like music. Um, So like when Soul Serum first got onto the scene, um, obviously like my first initial like inclination was to get involved like in Cincinnati and like who's the fire artist like on SoundCloud and like I was looking at the Mockby and like all these different artists and I was just like following all of you guys like like that initial scene like in like 2018 I think it was like you Josiah yeah. Uh, Joey Razook, mm-hmm. uh, Griffin, Major, Griffin was like a little later, but like okay. Major, um, Rascal, Ra- yeah, Suicide yeah. Rascal. I thought I said him, Suicide Rascal. There's uh, Internet Boy, like there's mm-hmm. there, Perez. Shout out Internet, like Boy that too. initial Xander Two Wavy. Oh, yeah. Uh, I guess my question is, is like with Josiah like really taking off yeah like what was like what was like that like yeah culture kind of like and like from your you kind of saw that happen yeah like beforehand like he's the big like he's the biggest artist to come out of yeah. like the mock scene oh, like, yeah. like like easily he's, he's, I'm, like he's, that, he's but yeah he's the biggest yeah he's the biggest he's still and he's still growing like mm-hmm. i guess like what was like that like 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 being like so yeah. early on that and like seeing him kind of taking off and yeah. grow from like moppy shows to doing to perform mm-hmm. i saw him i remember i saw him at the hive mind wise word show and then like the next summer he was at summer smash in yeah. chicago and i saw him yeah. there with like a there's another one this weekend too that he's playing really yeah, yeah like i guess my question is just like what was like the culture and like the energy like and like the create the creative like just like energy yeah. between all of you guys and like just yeah. seeing him like really grow yeah so um that was that was like the golden era for me but um I think if like if you knew Josiah I think everyone knew Everybody he knew. was going to pop like there was no doubt like yeah. absolutely no doubt and um like it was it was like a group called Apollo 18 it was like me Josiah Internet Boy uh Grand Ace Dale Go and uh this dude Conj Shout out and Grand Ace too Shout out Grand Ace yeah. that's my boy We need but, to get him on the pod yeah, Oh yeah sure. But um like we were we were kind of all just like doing our thing like <clears throat> Literally every weekend, we were just linking up at Luna's house and, like, just making music. And, like, that's all we did. Also, like, we had two videographers, Grant and Alex, who yeah. are now at Hivemind. But, yeah. um, so, like, it was just, like, a – it was, like, a very – none of us were really popping when we made the group. Like, we were all just, like, super underground. And then, like, the, the longer we worked, like, everyone just started getting their own things going. And um, once Josiah popped, it was just, like, validation. It was, like, okay, like, we're actually doing something like yeah. you can actually make it out of Cincinnati. Like yeah. Yeah. it was just like, it was crazy to see that happen. Um, but yeah, Josiah is cool. Like to still the homie, like I hit him up every once in a while. So yeah, I don't know. It's just super encouraging to watch him do what he's doing. Yeah. I mean, it was encouraging for me from the outside perspective because like we just had just started like soul serum and like mm-hmm. we, we had hopes and dreams of like pushing this shit to like a significant level and just like mm-hmm. seeing him as an artist, like really pop, like right in front of our eyes was super motivating yeah. and just, I don't know, just ma- it made that moppy scene like feel a little more special. Yeah. You know, I mean, y'all broke an artist now. That's like the yeah. biggest thing you can do in my book. Yeah. So, yeah. 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 It feels the same way in our own way with, with Jack mm-hmm. kind of doing his thing. Does he have a, um, 
a lyrical lemonade video. Too. Yeah, yeah. Crisis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I thought. That's what yeah, I thought. Video was that's honestly one of my one of my favorite lyrical yeah. lemonade yeah. videos. Like yeah. that was so like left field for Cole. Mm-hmm. Like I, I feel like at least. Um. I. The last question that I have is, which actually is very similar. You you all have been doing great jobs at segueing between <laughs> questions today. Um. You, in one interview, I think it's the donuts and alcohol interview. You, you talk about how you're very supportive of the Cincinnati music scene. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're set as early in the night, you're going to stay for the rest of the Have concert to. to see everybody else, which by the way, I just respect the fuck out of yeah. because a lot of people yeah, be like, all right, about. my set's over. <laughs> cool. Deuces. Like, like yeah. fuck that. That's uh, like, if, if you're not going to support the other people, how are other people going to support you? Yada, yeah. yada, whatever. But, um, you're tapped in with so many people and so many different artists in Cincinnati and so many different types of artists in yeah, Cincinnati too. Um, what would you say to somebody who says that Cincinnati is like a talent desert? Man. Who says that? I don't know, I but if somebody were to say it, I've though, never heard of talent desert, but I've like, people say that like, there's not like a scene or like, like there's nothing to do or like there's, I don't know. Like you hear that. Um, yeah. I don't know. I just say go to like Mecca on a Thursday. Like I don't know. Yeah. Like just go to look up. Uh, I don't know. Wise words like Instagram page. Like just find some local shows. Yeah. Like there's always something going on, and there's a lot of talent in the city. Yeah, so, mm-hmm. yeah. I, th- I think it's like really like I think it's like a there's like a there's like a I don't I don't know what the word is for it, but it's like the opposite of a desert. There's like a hot spot in Cincinnati, mm-hmm. Ohio, of like artists and talent. Yeah. I think it's it's well the only reason why I I made this term talent desert for Cincinnati because yeah. I to me and correct me if I'm wrong but it seems like there's a little bit of like a disconnect sometimes where like there is a lot of talent but there's not a lot of like hoopla about yeah. it like you yeah. don't know it's just like, fans yeah like there's not talk a right. lot of yeah. talk besides the scene talking right. about each exactly. other exactly exactly like people outside the scene I think it seems like that because. When somebody makes it, they like leave. They go to oh, they go to L.A. or New York, Atlanta. Like yeah, yeah. like I don't know if y'all know like Pink Sifu, but like mm-hmm. he's from since he's literally from uh, Forest Park. He was just on the Avalanche's record, and then he was just on the Alchemist record that had like Earl Sweatshirt and like all the kind of underground rap people. Yeah. And like Sifu was like really popping in the scene. We have like Sudan Archives. She signed a Stone Throw. She's a huge artist. Like Aaron Ray. Like yeah. we have a lot of like popping like artists really, yeah. but they all leave <laughs> yeah facts. true i mean i think that that is right i mean we talked i think we talked about that on the the uh episode with corbett too yeah. about like yeah. like how can we make we, cincinnati a point of commerce rather than yeah. going to atlanta I think it, but, uh, that, yeah you know? like i think i don't fault the artists for like wanting to leave yeah. oh, because yeah. like no, when you because when you get to like a different like a higher level like there's so many different things that are pulling you to different cities and like yeah. there's resources elsewhere that aren't here. Like, yeah. Yeah. like I don't fault them, but I feel like it's like communities like in platforms, like the soul serums of the world, like hive mm-hmm. mind, like wise words, like yeah, those are the platforms that are going to bring things all together in one yeah. place. Yeah. And as long as like those platforms are elevating and cultivating and curating and continuing to bring these artists and the energy like still around and like mm-hmm. growing, I think that's what's going to keep pushing the envelope and making this like Definitely. a city that people want to come yeah. to. Yeah, it just takes time. Like yeah. Mark Twain said it, bro. Like Cincinnati is ten years behind or some shit. Like yeah. than, than other cities, which I is which yeah. is fine. It's just like I don't know. Like yeah, 
people just need to come together and just be patient. Yeah. And, and yeah. And don't I, be afraid to, to like take risks and like do more things. Like people just like are really comfortable like doing the same shit mm-hmm. all the time. Like true. I, I don't know. I want to clarify. I definitely, I understand the need to leave. Cause I think there is a ceiling right now. Yeah. But I think mm-hmm. like, like people in our generation are trying to like build like a plat like a scene here yeah. or like a pipeline from here to like the industry. So yeah, I think in the future it'll be like easier. Because like it won't, imagine if when we get older, like our like thirties and forties, and like we've grown to this level to where like okay, we have the funding, we yeah. have the resources, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. we have the spaces, the warehouses, the venues. Like we're we're running shit now. Like yeah. then we can then with everything that we want to do, we can put on that next generation to make it yeah. way easier for them. Yeah, mm-hmm. put them in positions to win that we yeah. didn't have when we were younger. Isn't that what it should be about? about? Like, <laughs> like it should be about that. Yeah, but. right. <laughs> True. Um, and bonus question on this: Give us a couple of your favorite local acts. I'm not I'm saying this yeah. has this doesn't have to be an end all be no, all yeah, list. Yeah, yeah. This doesn't have to be just your like right five now, like, favorites. Yeah, just yeah, like yeah. give us a couple of great. Yeah, who do you think's um, making some waves right now? Yeah. yeah. I'm gonna say my first one is Tony. Like, yeah, y'all know Tony's Tony. fire, mm-hmm. right? He's he's like my favorite producer in the city. No shade to nobody, but just like I don't know, just like the, he hits my musical ear in a different way. Yeah, and then um, like he's just a crazy ass rapper. So yeah, Tony for sure. Muasi, she's like my other half. Like we're like we're like songwriting duo now, and like. Yeah. Just everything she. Does. I think your all styles also complement each other oh, yeah. very well. It's, like vocally, like, like yeah. sonically speaking, yeah. they complement each other very well. I don't know how I found her, but like she's the only other artist that I found who's like literally on my same exact like wavelength, like yeah. anywhere. So that's cool. Yeah, it's really she's awesome. Um, Rascal, I always love what he's doing. Yeah, uh, all the internet pop boys like Griff Logan. I'm like super mm-hmm. excited to see what they do. Um, yeah, that's, that's yeah. Griffin, Griffin, I saw him post something the other day. It looks like he's back. Yeah. Oh, he's yeah. been quiet he, for he a while. Yeah, I do. I, I talk. I talk to Griff like all the time. Bro. Yeah, yeah. I, bro. Like I like Griff like a lot. Like, mm-hmm. I think he's a. I think he's got like one of the better voices and like. Oh yeah. I just think. I'm, it's, it's it's way easier for me to say because I'm not an artist and I, you're I, not making I, the music. I'm not making the music. Yeah. I'm not yeah. putting my face on a camera, like mm-hmm. and like yeah. trying to sell myself to people to listen yeah. to my shit. But like, goddamn, like if he just put his shit out and like fucking just yeah, just nut it up and just be like, <laughs> just like bro, like I'm Griffin Drew, like yeah. I'm fucking fire. Like he, yeah. I t- I tell him all the time, bro. I text him like at least once a week. I'm like, yeah. bro, you could you could pop like for real. Like yeah. if if you, we be telling like I do, bro. Like, I think I do. everyone knows except him. Like I know he, he knows deep down, but like he just like he fights himself bro. but like griff is, i get it he's this year though like griff like, is griff is popping like yeah, it's, it's I, on the floor yeah. This I mean year. like i i have some things in position and yeah, works yeah. for him to like help him yeah i just need him to step up to the yeah, plate yeah. you know and swing yeah type yeah. shit you know but it's bro it's this music shit is like it's not it's easy a, like 90 percent of it is mental bro just like yeah totally just like really like being confident in yourself and like really like just really just, just like being at peace with yourself to just like no matter what happens like yeah. when you release your shit like yeah it is what it is but facts bottom line griff is fire yeah, like, <laughs> yeah. he is true um well is there anything else that we haven't touched on that you would like to talk about any mm. anything anybody any shout outs or anything that you want to give what hmm. what's up shout out harker kids listen to our ep yep um 
I guess for y'all, like, I'm curious, what makes you guys, like, stay in Cincinnati and, like, want to build here? Or, I guess, northern Kentucky, Cincinnati. Mm-hmm. Just because, like, I think just for me personally, like, the reason why I got into this is was to build something here. Mm-hmm. Like, we've thought about moving to, like, Atlanta mm-hmm. and to somewhere else and, like, try to build for our own, which could still happen, but... yeah. I don't know. Ever since like we've kind of grown a lot and it's, we've kind of just like kept doing it here. It's just like what, like why should we leave? Like mm-hmm. we haven't had any felt any reason to leave yet. Like we can like travel and then come back. Yeah, type shit and keep I, building here. But like, I honestly think the the power of the internet is yeah. like a huge play in that True. because like you said, we can we can go travel to LA, go travel to New York to work and stay out there for a week, two weeks, whatever, and work with people. Yeah. But we, but we have since we have this computer and this internet, like yeah. we can still do it all here, and then send it out to people. But yeah. it's different for me because I'm I'm from Louisville originally. I moved up here to go to college and just somehow have stumbled into yeah. into buying purple turf. <laughs> you know, wow. somehow have stumbled into this, and yeah. and it's just I mean, like I I think it would be. It, for me personally, it would be silly for me to like leave and do something else right yeah. now. When... I just think it's like a, a per, it's like a personal type of like quest for me to like, like build something here that's like never been done before, mm-hmm. and then also just like for this area because like I know there's there's kids like me that were like in in high school that love this fucking music shit mm-hmm. and just yeah. like just big fans of it. Like I want people to be excited about artists from our area. Like I want people to be excited about like events. And just like things that are going on in our area and not yeah. look to like different states and look to the outside like I was. Like I was going to Florida for music festivals. I was going yeah. to like Chicago. Chicago, like Columbus for like breakaway. And just yeah. like I had to go I had to go elsewhere to like go see my favorite artists. Like yeah. I want the kids that were in that are in high school and college, whatever, like I want people to be excited to go to the Soul Serum show yeah. with two or three like Popping yeah. like Cincinnati artists and then mm-hmm. like some other artists that we just bring in to hear like I don't mm-hmm. know yeah it's ex- it's it excites me that like there's a lot of opportunities here because there's not there's not as much going on as in bigger cities you know yeah, what I yeah. Mean? we're creating Facts. the opportunities yeah like, we, have to, we have to I, create I think, them. I think it's a, a like opportunity I think Jack Harlow like is the one like really inspired me to it's like mm-hmm. it's a it's a it's a great opportunity to be like you know, to, to actually represent where you're from. Yeah. You I know? will say it is it is wildly inspiring and really cool to see, like, a dude that I, like, went to high school with and, like, oh, you hung went to out high school? with. with yeah, wow. I, I went to middle and high school with wow. him. Um, I've, like, slept in the same basement as him yeah. before. Like, cause it's like <laughs> The amount of times you said that on this podcast. It's just funny. <laughs> well, I mean, like, it's just, like, kind of funny. That's why I say it. It's really goofy. But, like... But, you know, it's just, it's, it is, it does make you feel really proud to see somebody that that you know from your city on this stage and being like, okay, it is possible. I can do this. It hits different, Not that I'm going to have a fucking number one hit on Billboard or anything. I mean, hey, hey, don't (laughs) don't make me bring the quarantine files out. I don't think it really hits the same when, like, you're from, like, a smaller city and then you go to L.A. and then, like, the label and, like, the team just kind of manufactures you and then you become a pop star. Like, it don't hit the same. That's the other thing about Jack is that he he loves to let people know. Yeah. where he's from yep. and he 
and he's over and over again, like yeah. shooting his videos in Louisville and yeah. shouting out random neighborhoods and streets yeah. in Louisville. So the people from Louisville feel yeah. that and yeah. it hits way harder. Sure. Like all of his like deep introspective songs on all of his like River Road, Baxter Avenue, Eastern Parkway, all that stuff are roads and streets that I've driven up and down a thousand times yeah, in my wow. life. Like so it hits on such a different chord to hear that. That's so it. I've like for us to try and engineer that feeling for people in this area is yes. just like really special. Yeah. Like, you know? like like dream situation would be to like work with like some of the like my fa- personal favorite artists and like pop and artists and like put them in like shoot videos with them in Cincinnati and like yeah. like shoot scenes where like people around here like know like where mm-hmm. those places are at yeah. or like throw shows at places where people have been like I don't know. Just make people feel like that this like this music world or just like your like the shit in general is not like as far fetched as you might think it is. Yeah, you yeah. Know? and like true facts. And I think what you said about like like you can do it here because of the internet is like mm-hmm. so true. I think like yeah. if you look at like Hive Mind or like yeah, like bro, y'all, look at, I was gonna say look yeah. at Hive Mind, bro. Like yeah. Like, I was literally just thinking they're about that last right night. Now. Like they're about to hit like a hundred K subs on yeah. YouTube. And like, I literally remember when they were celebrating hitting one K yeah. like, I yeah. like, and just to see how far they've come and just yeah. like really to like a year and a half. Yeah. Like it's been crazy. Like, it's so insane. funny. I was watching when I'm doing, you know, when I do research for these, I like try to find all videos and interviews and everything. And their mm-hmm. interview with you is like, <laughs> Riley has like, like orange yeah, hair, my- no mustache. Graydon has short hair. He's wearing like basketball shorts or something. Bro, you look giant, completely different. Yeah. Yellow, you have a lot of hair in that. Yellow mat. It was just like <laughs> such a, it was like such a funny thing because like, Cause like I had somewhat recently just like saw like an Instagram post of Riley and Graydon. And then I watched the video of you all and I'm like, damn, they have actually come a long way (laughs) in these past three years. They've evolved so much, bro. It's very like, they're very inspiring to me because they're super creative and just like a Mm -hmm. unique, like very like platform to like this space. Like no, no one is doing what they're doing, which is like really cool. Especially with like all the, the illustrations and animations, like Mm -hmm. shout out to them. They, they, they carved out their niche and they do a good job for sure. And I I think they're doing the same thing y'all are doing now, which is like you figure it out early and you're just consistent with like the same, like the same, not the same thing, but like the same vibe. Yeah. Like it's cohesive. That's the fucking key, man. Honestly, it's being consistent. If yeah. anything, so like this is episode 30 of the podcast. The only weeks that we've missed were a four week stretch where we purposefully took that off to kind of mm-hmm. revamp the space and stuff. But like we've been doing this back to back to back to back to back. And now things are starting to roll into the email and yeah. people are starting to tap in and yeah. listen. So like, that just proves to me because, like, part of me thinks, like, like I know that we get, like, a good deal of listeners and, like, our numbers are for, for what we're doing are good, mm-hmm. but it could be bigger. It could mm-hmm. be a lot bigger. But if people are recognizing it when we're doing it this early on because of our consistency, if we stay on this fucking path and, like, yeah. the fucking sky's the limit, you know. We're going to figure it point. out. It's the same thing with Definitely. music. Same thing with releasing music, too. Oh, yeah. You know. That's what, goes and, back to my point, bro. It's, like, 
the platforms like Hive Mind and Soulsim, like they're the ones that are gonna be like yeah. like bringing on artists like you and people yeah. that like are tapped into the culture in our yeah. area. That's what's gonna make this this scene like really grow. It has phenomenal. grown, bro. Like oh, yeah. I feel like it has. Yeah. Like, it ha like it's evolved yeah. so yeah, much. Wait, no, since, I, I do like, have a question for, for you all. Yeah, what have you all seen from 2017 until now? Like, what's the difference? And then in the music scene in yeah. Cincinnati, and now in the music scene in Cincinnati, we didn't have any anything going, and now we have yeah. like two like super solidified acts. Like mm -hmm. I'd say Josiah and Jack Kays. Yeah, mm -hmm. it's like it's it's crazy to watch people who are literally just at the mock be like every weekend. Yeah, bro. Like just be like <laughs> huge artists. Right. Now. It gives me like chills, kind of. Yeah. Just like I, because I, I I just remember I just whenever you you just said that I just like pictured like Josiah like and yeah. his look and feel like yeah. and on that stage like early Jack K's yeah. early and then like now like <laughs> like seeing their image and their style and the music that they're creating now just yeah like, <sighs> it's yeah. crazy just like that it just happened so quick, bro. Yeah. Like it can happen like. With the internet and just like people yeah. like us and can making connections, it can happen like that, bro. Yeah, like overnight, it almost seems like. But so you'd say it feels more hopeful now, maybe. Is that the right I, word? Or? I think when that happened, though, I think it. Um, I think kind of the scene is less active, low key, mm -hmm. because I think people are more like doing like industry stuff and like kind of stuff out of the city, but um. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's like a weird it's a weird thing. Yeah. Well, that's 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 a great note to end it on right yeah. there. And uh with all of that being said, I want to remind everybody, follow us on Instagram and Twitter. You already know the fucking vibes. Subscribe to us on YouTube, main page, TV page. Join the Patreon Discord, follow us on TikTok, yada yada woop woop. Stream all of Leo Pastel's music. Uh you're at 1980 Wavy on everything, mm -hmm. right? That's that's on your Instagram, that's your vibe. That's all you need to find. That's all you need to find. <laughs> um and with all of that being said, I, as always, am your host, Clay Bonin. I'm your co-host, Tanner Mavis. I'm Leo Pastel. Yee! Thank you, Leo. Appreciate it, bro. We'll see everybody next week. Deuces.